Hi, this is Dr. Rahi. Welcome back to The Treatment, where I discuss all things health, wellness, and beauty. Today, I have my friend and doctor, Dr. Barb Woger, on today to talk about magnesium, one of my favorite topics these days and one of my favorite supplements to take. Dr. Woger is a licensed naturopathic doctor practicing in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is my hometown. And it seems like I like guests from Toronto. Dr. Barb is passionate about empowering individuals to take control of their own health. She utilizes evidence-based therapies and provides patients with the knowledge and tools needed to succeed. Her clinical focus is in women's health, stress management, and inflammatory conditions. Dr. Barb also spends a great deal of time educating individuals on the importance of magnesium and why we all need to add this mineral to our health toolbox. You can find her Instagram at Dr. Dr. Barb Woger, last name is spelled W-O-E-G-E-R-E-R, where she has shared a wealth of information on magnesium and inflammation. Alternatively, she can also be contacted via email at barbwoger at gmail.com. I'm so excited to have her on this episode to discuss the importance of magnesium um, ever since I started increasing the supplemental magnesium in my life. I have noticed significant changes in my health, in my body, and my mind. Hi, I'm here with Dr. Barb from Toronto, who is an expert in magnesium. Hi, Dr. Barb. Hello, how are you? Welcome. I'm happy to be here, and I love talking about magnesium, so it's going to be an amazing episode. I love that. Um, We met on Instagram, and I think I probably followed you because of something related to magnesium, because I love magnesium too. How how long have you been in love with magnesium? <laughs> um, I would say probably right after, I'd say about a good three or four years for sure. Um, I didn't learn much about it in school because we were never taught about it. We were taught about, yes, it's important. Um, and it was taught more in the concept of an electrolyte and that was it. And I got into, um, practice and I got a couple of years in and I was noticing all these patients coming in with very similar symptoms that just wouldn't resolve around doing, you know, basic things. So I had seen a research study on magnesium just by mistake, actually looking for something else. And I thought, wow, okay. So I started this um, on patients and lo and behold, we were like that opened a whole new door. Um, So I've probably been really actively involved in the research and in magnesium, like for sure in the last three to four years. I love that. Research, by research, you mean um, you are researching different types of magnesium or you actually are involved in like research, like lab research? Um, No, more so involved with different types and just in how it's been used on different conditions and those kinds of things. And those studies aren't as available as you think they would be. Um, They're really 
like you really kind of got to dig through the research. Um, and I don't know why that is, but it's not, I mean, it's accessible for some things like, you know, stress and magnesium, like they've got it there. But then when we get down to like some of the more nitty gritty things, it's, it's much more difficult to find, but it's there. It's there. I love magnesium. Um, I've noticed a difference in myself and a difference in others around me when they're taking it. So, uh, maybe let's go back to the basics. What is magnesium? So, okay. So magnesium is basically a, um, mineral and it's the fourth most abundant mineral in our body. And so what it is, is it's basically needed for the proper functioning of everything in our body. Yeah. So for a long time, they said it was involved in over 300 different reactions, but since then the research is putting it somewhere between six and 700. So it has its hand in almost every enzymatic or processing or functioning, um, mechanism in our body. So um, it controls a lot of what, um, happens whether it's hormones, whether it's, um, you know, stress, whether it's heart conditions, whether it's like, there's so much that has a, its hand in. Yeah. Wow. Magnesium is awesome. Um, but we're all deficient in it, aren't we? Yeah. So when they've done the, um, overall research on magnesium, they found that close to 80% of us are deficient. And that may not even be an accurate number because when we go to get magnesium tested, the blood tests that they use only actually tests 1% of magnesium. So those numbers are You mean like the extracellular magnesium versus intracellular magnesium? So most of the magnesium lives in the cell. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's like busy doing a bunch of things. Right. And so only 1% lives out in like the regular circulation. So it's in our bones, in our tissues, in our cells, those kinds of things. But the test that most physicians will run is just the straight magnesium serum test, which is actually only 1%. So the numbers could even be higher than 80% because they're not actually testing the intracellular part of magnesium. Yeah. Right. Why are we also deficient in magnesium? There are numbers of reasons for that. Um, so first of all, probably the biggest is our soil, right? So our soils have yeah. depleted so much over the years with overproduction of farming and, you know, just all of the stuff that's happening in our environment. Mm-hmm. And so our foods don't contain the same amount of magnesium as they used to even 10 right. years ago. So we're not getting the nutrient from the food, but then we're also depleting magnesium quite quickly. So if we are like under stress, we're blowing through magnesium. If we eat sugar, we're blowing through magnesium. Oh yeah, I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Whatever function puts our body in a higher, like in a higher state of need, like we're going to use more magnesium because magnesium basically runs the body. Right. So something like, I mean, they measured. So if you are a sugar addict, for instance, it would be 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar. So you can see how fast that could deplete your stores. But then things also like, you know, if you're insulin resistant, 
this is going to deplete magnesium because magnesium is actually needed to make those insulin receptors more sensitive so that it does take that glucose out of the blood. But so things like that, um, sweating, we're losing because we have to remember magnesium is still an electrolyte, right? So if we're sweating, we're losing magnesium. And if we're not replenishing magnesium on a regular basis, we're going to be deficient, right? We're going to have this deficiency happening because we're taking out more than we're putting in. Yeah. Yes. That all makes so much sense. Um, I take magnesium throughout the day and, and at night too. I know some people only take it at night because, um, overall it can help with relaxation and even, you know, putting you to sleep. Um, I take a combination of magnesium citrate, glycinate, lysinate. There's so many different types of magnesiums. And unfortunately, I feel that a lot of people have access to magnesium oxide, which is the least favorable type of magnesium to take. Right. So what are like the best, the different types of magnesium, the types that you recommend taking um, throughout the day? Okay. Yeah, definitely. If oxide is in your magnesium supplement, this is something um, that I like to tell people about. So oxide is often either A on its own or B put into complexes. And the only time you should really see oxide in any type of magnesium supplement is if it's buffered or chelated because then they use a homogenized oxide in order to get more elemental magnesium into the capsule which is fine but um oftentimes you'll see like a citrate a glycinate and an oxide and the problem with those um combos are is they don't ever stipulate how much oxide is in there and how much glycinate and because oxide is so inexpensive you can guarantee that most of that supplement is oxide and very little is the other components. Um, So I always caution, make sure that we look at the label and oxide is less than 5% absorption in the human body. So it's basically a laxative. That's it. Yeah, it is. And that's all it should be used for, I think. Yeah. And um, so the ones that I recommend, I do like citrate, um, magnesium citrate. I like using for gastrointestinal stuff. Um, I like using it. Um, it was the most common form of magnesium before bisglycinate came out. So it has some calming and sleep um, qualities as well. Um, I love it for constipation, um, works very well for constipation. And any like heartburn, uh, GERD, those kinds of things, citrate works really well. Um, and then we've got obviously bisglycinate, which is probably the most popular form today and is a great general all around good relaxing combo of magnesium. Um, it's, it's really great for increasing magnesium stores. If we're low, it's great for hormone function. It's great like to activate vitamin D, um, those types of things. So, um, and of course it, it's great for stress and calming the nervous system. And then there's, um, malate, which I use with my fibro patients, my fibromyalgia patients, and anybody that has any type of muscle or joint pain 
issue. So a lot of the arthritis and the um, just joint and tendon and all that stuff, we tend to use malate. Um, Torate I use for patients with heart issues. So vascular, um, cardiovascular, stroke patients, those kinds of things. Um, and then uh, three and eight, I like using for anything cognitive. So anything to do with the brain, my concussion patients, um, anxiety, depression, those kinds of things. So it's very um, cognitive related and it's fairly new on the magnesium scene. Um, not heard of three and eight. Yeah. So three and eight is the only magnesium form that can cross the blood brain barrier. So it's a very specialized form um, and works really well in anxiety and depression, like especially um, the more moderate to severe forms. Yeah. There's different types of magnesium. Do, do you take the different types like within the same day or do you spread it out? And um, what do you normally, I guess, do for yourself? So I do, I take, I would say the two most common ones I take is three and eight and I take bisglycinate. Um, you can mix and match your magnesium forms, no problem. Um, and yes, so I take my three and eight usually in the morning and then I'll take glycinate towards the end of the day. Now I take um, three and eight because I had in 2018, I had an aneurysm that burst in my left internal carotid artery. And so they had to shut down that artery completely and um, reroute blood. So I've had some um, short-term memory issues and stuff like that. So I use three and eight for that specifically. So any brain trauma, any type of head trauma, this type of magnesium is really good. And then I use the glycinate more for like just nervous system function and um, relaxation towards the end of the day. How, well, how do you decide on a good magnesium if you're going to a health food store to pick it up or where do you recommend I guess um, anyone who's listening, uh, figure out how to pick a good magnesium, whether in Canada or, you know, America. Um, yeah, really reading the labels is going to be your best option. Unfortunately, there are a lot of products out there that add all types of additives and um, natural flavorings and stuff like that, which we would like to avoid if we can. Um, but looking for a good product, we're really looking at making sure that the form is listed and that you have a value for that form. So if they say glycinate is in this um, formula, it should also tell you how much of it is. So is there 150 milligrams? Is there 200 milligrams? Um, a lot of these combo formulas are, you don't have any idea of how much is in there, but the the ones that have um, the listed milligrams and how much, these are good brands because they're telling you what's in there and right. they're telling you how much of each is in there. Um, and so they are usually a little more expensive. Um, but like I said, something like an oxide is very inexpensive and, you know, is sold by many brands, but don't always, you know, reach for the, the one that's least expensive because it's usually because it is not absorbable or there is something that's not right. Um, quality wise. Um, what are your favorite magnesium brands right now? 
Um, well, in Canada, I like to use, um, so in practice, I'm using like designs for health. I use Thorn. Um, I use a product called NFH. Um, and then probably outside of professional brands, um, I do like Canprev. Um, they have, you know, the buffered and the chelated forms. Um, and then, you know, random, they, there's also, um, what other brands are there? Like AOR has one, which is uh, also a health food store brand. Um, now has one that's really good. So natural factors. So there are many that are good, but these, all these brands that I'm talking about all have stated amounts on their label. So we were talking earlier about, you know, you putting your patients on magnesium, um, and it's helping various different like ailments, but could you be more specific and, um, like, what have you noticed? Like what changes have you noticed? Like whether it's like a lab value or like a physical change after you put someone on like regular magnesium? Yeah, so we can look at it from um, many different aspects. So what I see most often in practice is obviously we see a lot of insulin resistance. There's a lot of metabolic health that I, I look at. So when we do, um, you know, fasting insulin or glucose um, measures, we can see that these values change depending upon how much magnesium I'm dosing. So depending upon where they are, um, I'll dose appropriately. Um, you know, the RDA value of magnesium is 310 to 400 milligrams per day. That's not always enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you should work with somebody so to make sure RDA that you means like the daily dose requirements that our bodies need to function. Yes. Um, and so what is the dose that you find that most people, well, I mean, I guess it's hard to say because you have to go individualized, you know, like the dosing. Um, and, you know, obviously if anyone watching wants to start on magnesium, they should talk to their health practitioner first. But um, you find that most people need a little bit higher than what the standardized um, sort of RDA is. Yeah, depending upon what we're trying to do, yeah, I find like we usually have to go above that. Yeah. Um, but it is very individual. Some people, and then we also have to look at can they tolerate it, right? So some people can't tolerate a high enough dose. So we have to kind of start small and work our way up. Is it because of like diarrhea? Is that what happens? Or the other issue is the gastrointestinal dis like discomfort. So some people right. just have to have a lot of food with it or have to have it at a certain time of day. So we have to just work a lot slower with those patients, but yeah, I wonder what that is that makes someone more sensitive to it. Um, it just probably, it's like how their body actually breaks it down. So, um, especially somebody who already has a digestive issue, they're going to have more like somebody, we have to also remember that absorption of magnesium is important. So people who have like IBS or who have Crohn's or colitis, they're not going to absorb the same way as you and I might. Right. Um, 
you're also going to have more difficulty with magnesium because of those digestive issues already in place. So we have to start slow and kind of move them up. And it's kind of like a regimen. So it is definitely very individualized. And we really need to, I mean, if you are looking at just supplementing to help with stress and nervous system function, that's great. You could probably get away with the 400 milligrams. But if you're actually looking at improving vitamin D status or something like that, then you really need to like work with someone to make sure that you have the right amount to do what needs to be done. Yeah. Do you monitor um, your patient's labs? Um, like their magnesium level or do you um, just do it based on symptoms and presentation? No. So I don't know, but I find when I work with patients, black and white works very well for them. So um, if I can show them lab values and then I can show them lab values four months down the road or six months down the road, um, patients are much more geared to that than me just saying, oh, you're going to feel better in two weeks, which they will, but it's still the hard facts that are at play. And that's usually what I'll use. Yeah. Right. I noticed um, when I started taking magnesium, I immediately started feeling better. Right. Most people will feel better within like 10 days. Like it's a quick um, turnaround. And especially if they're so deficient that even putting them on like the RDA amount, like the 310 to 400, they will notice a difference. Um, and then once they notice that difference, then, you know, you can, you're on the right track, but, um, you know, it's funny because we're also all so deficient in vitamin D and, when we look at what vitamin D is need, like magnesium is needed in the liver to convert vitamin D into its active form so we can use it. And this is even if you're using an active form of vitamin D. So you can take vitamin D3, but it still needs to be activated in the liver and magnesium is responsible for that enzymatic reaction. So it's not unheard of that we have a lot of people that are vitamin D deficient because we have a lot of people that are magnesium deficient. So we can't, we can't make that reaction happen unless we have enough magnesium in the system. Wow. Cool. I love how like everything is so connected in the body. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, I take about a thousand milligrams of magnesium a day. That's what I would, that's where I'm at. Is that like pretty much average of what you say most people require? Um, I would say that in practice, um, my, yeah, about 800, sometimes a thousand. And then, um, the three and eight is dosed a little bit differently. So they will dose it as like 2000 milligrams, but then the elemental part of magnesium is usually about 140 milligrams in there. So it's dosed a little differently. So, um, oh. in that respect we sometimes have to use higher amounts there too. All right. I'm going to try it. So I'll message you regarding dosing. <laughs> um, so um, do you take your magnesium oral or do you do other things like the Epsom salt baths or? Um... Yeah. So most of my magnesium is oral because that's where the research is. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of research on absorption rates for transdermal 
um, magnesiums, but we know that they work. We know that there is some form of um, absorption. We just don't know exactly how much. And that's going to differ depending upon the individual as well. So, um, but I do like using like magnesium oils. I like using the flakes. I do like using Epsom salts. Um, those are all good um, you know, ways of getting magnesium in. And I just call them, I often say to patients, they're just bonuses on top of like your oral supplementation. So, um, you know, there, there are things that you can add on that will only help to improve your magnesium status. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. I like the oral and then, um, I have done the Epsom salt, salt baths, I've had a magnesium cream before. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> um, I've had liquid magnesium. That was like really tough to take. Have you? Yeah, tried? yeah it's not. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's tough. Liquid magnesium, and I mean, I will reserve it for people who cannot swallow pills. But yeah. the problem with uh, liquid magnesium is the sugar content that mm -hmm. they have, and and so that kind of. If you remember what I said with sugar and magnesium, it kind of defeats the purpose of taking a magnesium supplement. So yeah. you have to be careful there, but yeah. So why don't more people take magnesium? I think it's just not talked about a lot and um, <laughs> starting to get talked about more and it's starting to come to the forefront. But really when I first started, there was hardly any talk. It was like, what? <laughs> what is this? Medicine? Yeah, I mean, but I feel like it can help so many people feel better immediately. Just take magnesium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only time I would caution on magnesium is obviously if you have any type of kidney issues. That's kind of the right. only contraindication that... Okay. Um, you know, we really have to be careful about. Um, and of course, if you're on certain medications, you will definitely want to either take it away from the medication or be careful taking it because sometimes it has additive effects. So specifically hypertensive medications, um, you want to be taking it away from thyroid medications um, because it's going to compete for the same um, pathway and we don't want that, right? right. So. Um, and this is why it's really good that if you are on medications or you have a condition, like you go to a practitioner and they will make sure that they're giving you something that's safe and effective. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, I agree with you on that. Um, thank you so much for talking to me today about all things magnesium. Uh, you actually have a book on magnesium. Yes. So what, what I did was I compiled basically all my um, research on the different. So the book has a lot of different health conditions and then how magnesium impacts each of these health conditions, as well as I put in some recipes and I put in, um, you know, just why we're deficient, how we become deficient. So all of the basics and more. So I just figured if I put it all in one place, then maybe, you know, it can all be, um, you know, out there and people have that access to that information. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a pretty short book. It's 50 pages and it's really easy yeah. to read. It's called Mag The Magic Mineral, yeah. <laughs> The Missing Link to Optimizing Your Health. This is so true. Yes. Okay, well, um, and 
if anybody is interested, they can find it online, right? It's an ebook. Yeah, yeah it's an ebook. And um, I have it on my Instagram account um, and it is online. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and what is your Instagram for uh, our viewers to follow you? It's at Dr. Barbover, just my name. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, I appreciate it. I know you are busy in clinic today. Um, yeah. Thank you. Have a nice day. My pleasure. And okay. thank you.